right, welcome to another podcast. Welcome, of welcome. Toro. Yeah. Got Roger here again. In the house. Roger yeah. in the house. Perpetual guest. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a fun, fun duo here. It is. We get we get to exercise and hang out and uh, do podcasts. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I so I did have an idea since we kind of just wing it every every episode. Yeah. Let's subject do matter. What's the most uncomfortable situation you've ever been in? It'll have to be when I was fifteen. It was my birthday, and somebody handed me a card. They handed me a gift and they handed me a card. The gift was like some polo shirt or something. And when they handed me the card, they, uh, like I expected money to be in there. So when I opened the card and I, I, I could have sworn something fell out of it and I was looking around and they're like, what, what? And I was like, oh, I thought the, 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 the cash fell out. <laughs> and then, and they, they were like, there is no cash. That is your birthday gift. Like, like and I, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was just so uncomfortable. <laughs> what about you? Oh, man. I put myself in any number of extremely uncomfortable situations. The first one, though, is definitely the first time I kissed a girl. It was it was so awful and terrible. I, I felt... it. it was, so, every, you know, the hell you set up in the park. Let's <laughs> set up in the oh, park. Yeah. Your your boys are down. All this your end. friends are there. All yeah. her friends yeah. are down that yeah. end, yeah. And, yeah. and like you walk the lonely mile to meet <laughs> one another, right? At like dusk, because you know everyone has to be in when the street lights come on. So mm-hmm. yeah, so we're like there, and you know I'm like, hey, and she's like, hey, and she was like, so are we going to make out? And this was my first kiss, by the way. So this mm-hmm. is why I was so uncomfortable because I was you know, this was the first kiss I ever had. So. She had kissed someone before. I immediately felt intimidated. <laughs> so I was like, man, she's a pro. What am I going to do? She probably has like requirements or she read a book or something. I bet she read a book. I didn't read any books. Damn it. Why don't I like to read books? <laughs> well, that's going through my head. So, you know, I go in for the kiss. And when I reflect on it and think about it, it was going well until I pulled away and asked her, How's it going? If I didn't miss the target. So did, am I, does that right? Like, did I do that? Like, is it, did I, did I miss More something? More tongue, less tongue. How do you do it? Exactly. And she was like, no, no, you're good. Come here. So then like, she excused the first idiotic yeah. interruption. Yeah. Well, then I did it again and asked the same questions again. Like, was that right? Are you sure? Are you sure? You might want to pick somebody else. <laughs> So afterward, this isn't even the worst part. So that was my first kiss. So yeah. we walked. All my friends were pat me on the back for you did it, you did it. You know, I felt I was on top of the what world, grade? even though it was horrible for me emotionally. How, how old or what grade? All right, this is the even more embarrassing part. I was like fifteen. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I was pretty old. Okay, my first kiss. But so my buddies were like, "You finally did it!" You know, like they're <laughs> they're real patient with me. So we walk home. And in Philly, you know, you have the porch. Just everyone sits yeah, down. Yeah, it was yeah. stupid. It was Saturday night, and uh, sun was just setting. All the families were. Everyone was out on the porch, and all my friends yell up the street. You know, Roger just had his first kiss, and like my dad, you know, and the guys they were, they were clapping for me. After the after the applause died down, my mother stood up, bent over the railing for the whole street to hear. And said, you better not have got that girl pregnant. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, how? Like, do, do I not know something? Like, how do people get pregnant? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I started to question. At 15? My own. Like, Come on, yet. man. <laughs> I started to question my own. Dude, I'm telling you, I was a late bloomer. I wasn't told a lot. I didn't know a lot. <laughs> so that was the most uncomfortable, scarring teen moment I had, which taught me a valuable lesson later in life. Is that I later on became very comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is why I'm so sarcastic and willing to put myself into crazy, uncomfortable situations and not really care about it anymore. Yeah. But it was a rough road, man. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Boys growing up. I mean, like that, that I, I, I had this conversation many times, like, you know, with trying to understand, like, girls mature much faster. 
and Light and boys ahead. are just idiots forever. <laughs> I mean, you say you're a late bloomer, but really, it's like, yeah, some some ways. But at the same time, it's like when something was right in front of us, we'd be like, ooh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, there we go. Like, I remember this girl literally telling me like she had a condom in her pocket. I'd be like, what the fuck, you got a condom for? Huh? You carry those? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I mean, like, we're already like eighteen or something, like not not maybe, <laughs> maybe not eighteen, like seventeen or something. I think yeah. No, not even. No, goddamn. It was so how old? Ninth, ninth, tenth grade, tenth grade, maybe. Yeah, tenth grade. Mm-hmm. So it's an uncomfortable year for me too. Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> yeah, probably fifteen. Yeah, and yeah, other things happened, but not that. And yeah, it was just I was just stupid. Like there was opportunities. Like for me, left and right, and I was like, Nur. "Yeah, like, yeah." I like, I say it. I like, well, <laughs> looking back at well, it, I'm like, "I could have gotten with that." <laughs> yeah, they get to spell it out for me. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, it, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I never really thought about. I, so, I, another thing I learned is I never. I always play the tape to the end. Like, tell yourself, like, if you're going to make a decision. Go to the end of the story of what the decision you made was, and you'll find out if you want yeah. to make it, right? Because there are plenty of times I remember when I was a kid, like, oh, there's a there's an empty gasoline can. I wonder if we throw a lit match in it, what'll happen? <laughs> that blew up in our faces, literally. Yeah. <laughs> now, like, my, bro- my, my son, and I don't know if I told you this or told it on the podcast, but my son had a girl who was one year older. Go up to him and just straight up telling him, when are you going to take me out on a date? <laughs> That's awesome. And he's like, yeah, I yeah, will. But didn't do shit. <laughs> and I was talking, talking to my brother about it. I was like, yeah. um, you know, like this happened and blah, blah. And, you know, like, and he's like, yeah, you know, like growing up, you missed so many opportunities. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yep, you do. <laughs> you know, and it's not only just that, like, if there's still things like that don't, don't occurred to me mm-hmm. you know like um there's things like i like it my wife's like what no what are you doing <laughs> it didn't why didn't you think of that i was like head is elsewhere <laughs> like right now you said you haven't talked to your wife in a while and your thought is to go out and not stay in yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> no with her though with her <laughs> yeah with her. No, sure. of course, with her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, go out with her. Yeah. Instead of staying in. <laughs> and enjoying right. that. You're, so you're, it's like, I have to, yeah. I need, like, a set of requirements. You, you need to be spelled life. out, like, Roger. Yeah. No, there's a list right now on yeah. my phone. I'm pointing down on my phone. But there, there's a whole list of, of things that are going to happen. And two, the kind of jack-of-all-trades mentality gets in the way. Right? Like, Explain. I'm going to... Yeah, like, like I know you do a whole bunch of stuff. You shoot and you jiu-jitsu and you have a whole bunch of stuff. Like, there's a whole other, like, I'm going to paint, play the guitar, and I'm going to do some digital art today. I'm going to do all this today, and then I'm going to work out, do a podcast, walk the dog, and make dinner, go out. Like, there's not. (laughs) You bite off too much. Yeah, I don't plan out so much like that. I mostly have routines. Which, mm-hmm. you know, there are routines and there are stuff that happen on certain times that I just get done. Other stuff, I just wing it. You know, it's like, okay, like if I wanted to play chess or whatever, mm-hmm. that's a, become a little bit of routine doing it in the morning. So I don't bother anybody else because my wife has become <laughs> a little bit more uh, annoyed at my <laughs> game playing because... Every single time she wants to talk to me, I'm like, I'm playing a game. You can't interrupt me right now. <laughs> it's the one thing you need silence <laughs> yeah, for, right? I need, I need silence. <laughs> I, I can't do it. You know, it's like you need to leave me alone for a minute until I finish this game. And before it was like, okay, cool. No problem. Now it's just like, would you stop playing your game? <laughs> so I, I dedicate that in the morning. Like wake up, have my coffee, mm. play a couple games, you know, do my puzzles and that's it but yeah chess requires complete attention other things like jujitsu yeah there's a schedule for that right so Mm -hmm. whatever time i can make it i make it you know uh as much as possible but 
then the rest of the things like i don't know shooting my bow or whatever if i have time on the weekend (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was one time yeah Yeah, 60 yard shot but yeah (laughs) um but yeah like other than that just do whatever whenever i don't plan out my wife will pack in the day it was like mm-hmm. let's go to this festival and then let's go to this place to eat and then let's go visit this person that person and then come here and do that and i was like oh, we're not gonna get to all of that and we don't so i don't plan out my day like that i don't I do pack small it in. stuff i habit stack small stuff so like the the way i started to work out again even the way that i quit smoking mm-hmm. was with very very tiny small changes in the morning I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to wake up and have a cigarette first thing. I'm going to drink a full glass of water first. And I would do that until I thought to not have the cigarette till after breakfast. And that kind of thinking, mm-hmm. the kind of habit, habitual routine thinking got me into, got me to quit. Once I quit, then I was like, you know what? I'm healthier now. I should start exercising that. I was like, I'm going to do that three times a week in my office before I touch my keyboard. Mm-hmm. That was a big delineation so then i started doing that which led me back into the gym eventually which you know coming over your house i'm going to the gym and all those things so the other thing i started doing was since now that i go to the gym i have that free time in the morning so i sometimes i'll play chess but recently (laughs) i was thinking to myself like what should i get better at like for for work like what should i like i gotta do something and i was thinking like oh maybe i'll go to this conference i'll learn this technology do that and i was like you know what all those things won't improve my productivity but if I could type faster, it would. So I started going on to tenfingers.com every day. Oh, nice. And typing every single day. And like I increased my word speed over the months by like, I don't know, maybe 10 words a minute. That's but, really cool. But it matters, right? So, Dude, that's really amazing. I like that. Yeah, it's, it was a great idea. And it's simple too, right? It's like, you know, the fox is red and ran over the, but you, <laughs> you have to watch and type it, right? So I do that for 10 minutes a couple times a week and it just get, I'm a better typer yeah. for it. That's amazing. And I did that because spell correct sucks and I'm a terrible speller. I'm a horrible, horrible speller. Teams is like the worst at spelling. Correction. (laughs) It's awful, man. It can't recorrect because if you switch the A and the U or something, it just can't get it right. Yeah, no. I'm I'm horrible speller and grammar. Oh, man. I I, 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 I always kind of struggle with this kind of thought of maybe doing something to improve my grammar you know i got your back <laughs> so here you go okay hook em phonics <laughs> <laughs> i remember that though because we used to torture our friends if they were literally got the hooked on yeah. phonics like we're like oh, yeah. i'm pointing at him <laughs> he's a good phonics. <laughs> he doesn't know how to read we were so cruel man it's our friends well for up. us it was a standard kind of thing and oh, coming to this country at 10 you you kind of did that because that's part of like the esl you know kind of english as a second language Dude, the, the yeah. friends i had that were esl knew english better than my friends that grew up here <laughs> i think that wasn't yeah, that was a bit... Like, I had friends... Tell, that were, tell me, go 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 back. You say you have something. So, what is oh, it? Oh, oh. <laughs> if, you, if you want to get better at grammar, right? Mm-hmm. So, tools like Grammarly, and like, they're yeah. good and all, right? That's fine, right? But it doesn't teach you how to write better. Mm-hmm. And for, for... Do for five minutes a day, read this book. It's from E.B. White. It's called Elements of Style. And it's every grammatical rule that you need to write um, from, like, a... A professional or academic standpoint okay like simple rules on when to use commas mm-hmm. properly change the structure of your sentences which which helps and yeah it's dry and it gives examples but if you just reread like two pages three pages a day you get there and there's an awesome reference section in the back nice um great book for like it'll, it'll change your, your like your outlook on how you write i i one of my goals in life is to write a book I, I want to write a book. You got to read it. And White, yeah. So sure. I got this app. I forgot what it's called. And I started to write something there. Just kind of throwing Super ideas, good. right? Mm-hmm. But the way that the app structured the book writing process, it, it wasn't it's like, oh, here's chapter one. Go write it. Mm-hmm. No, it was like, who are your characters? Where are the backgrounds? Where are the this? What's the, the the main idea of this particular thing? And then you start writing like 
like almost like little sticky notes of each, you know, big story summary and, you know, going back and saying, okay, your chapter one, what is the main idea that you want to drive and, and so on and so on. And, and it just like saying, kind of stick to, stick to the sticky note, stick to the sticky note. Mm -hmm. Cause then just like this podcast, right? You, we started with, you know, girls and now we're talking about (laughs) grammar, right? But like, you know, you you do the same when you're writing, sometimes you Mm -hmm. start trailing off and that keeps you on target, like saying, Hey, you know, are you still driving the same idea that, that, that you started with, which was really cool for like trying to focus on, on that. I kind of gave up on it uh, a while back, but it's it's something that I want to do. I want to write a book. I don't know what about maybe something about my life. Fiction, nonfiction. I'm nonfiction. Oh God, no! I, I, I don't even read fiction. <laughs> I read all the time. I I would definitely write a book. <laughs> um, and fiction. it would be fiction. Yeah. If I did read write a book, it would be fiction, and it would be <laughs> Star fart Wars jokes <laughs> in in the future. It would just be fart jokes in the future. <laughs> No, I I don't read fiction. I don't. All my books that I mm-hmm. read or heard, right? Because I use audiobook a lot, are nonfiction. The latest one, let's see. Hmm. Let me look here. Four thousand weeks. Did I tell you about that one? Yeah, yeah. It's on my list. Yep, four thousand weeks, and then I have a couple of more that are on the list to come one is getting things done norm recommended me that one mm-hmm. and he says because i same with my thinking and talking and writing mm-hmm. everything trails off mm-hmm. so i kind of want to do this 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 and not finish something mm-hmm. so just have like a couple things on your list to finish and finish it right mm-hmm. so it's all productivity how to be better, how to breathe. There's a, there's a book called Breath that's like that's, really good. You know what I do each um, day? I write down the three things that need to get accomplished. Holistic, overall, there's giant categories for the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be like, make sure you eat properly. or But if it's like, if there's work stuff in there, it'll be like, this has to, we have to be here today for this thing. And then the other things might, they might be easy things. It might be walk the dogs if I don't have a lot, or it might be, you know, you know, read 20 minutes of a book or something. But mm-hmm. when I categorize and I, I can achieve three things every day to yeah. a point, right? It's, it's making sure you divide your time the right yeah. way. Writing a book's cool though, man. I support, I, I'll give you some stuff. So I mean, I yeah, I, mean, I'm not I, I don't know. Writer, I'm not but. actively doing that right now, but so it's been on my own mind for years. The app sounds awesome. That's yeah. like a form of journaling too. Like that's just a healthy thing. Just develop your ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. Like the more you write, the better you get at it. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea, right? That that was part of why I wanted to kind of write because I, I know it's going to force me to, you know, get better at that. Yeah. But. And, and every time I have to. It, send it hasn't been a priority in the last year, I would say. Yeah, I haven't touched mm-hmm. it in over a year. So, <laughs> so we move we move fast in work and life. Are both we have very similar situations. We work same place. We kind of live yeah. a, not a similar life, but we we move very quickly and we do many different things. Yeah. So I'm always looking to add a tool that helps me do all those things. So this year, I mean, I don't like you know New Year's resolution or whatever, but I, I do kind of you know get something a skill that i want to build every year maybe when you want to bring back i get that too chess was this year so i I am committed to playing every single day this year that's just helpful this year for 100 percent. next year i can cut back maybe it depends on how it works out but i'm committed to doing and so far every single day i've been playing so and i have over 1500 games Mm -hmm. something this year so, yeah, it's just something that I, I wanted to build. Maybe next year it'll be grammar. Maybe next year, you know, start a book and, and try to finish it by the end of the year. Do do something like that. But it's definitely something that I want to add to my tool bag. 
So the first half of this year, I wanted to learn more about like financial health, right? Because I didn't, I didn't truly believe that I was, that I knew enough to really be confident that I can set and forget things and I have to worry about it. And I was managing my budget the right way. And I was mm-hmm. right. You know, after I dug in, truly dug in. Yeah. And I entered into what was called a season of no, which I, I learned it from a, a guy who runs a business online, okay. Alex Hormuz or something. He, his season of no is when you have an idea or you need to complete something or you have like a mission, mm-hmm. you say no to everything else only and you do only that. So my season of no was like no to extras, like for the budget. Like, so I just literally said no to every <laughs> single thing. There was no more eating out. There was no more this and that. And everyone was like, we don't want to live in a season of no. <laughs> like you're living in the season of no for at least a little bit, you know. Winter's here. <laughs> Winter's here. But it worked, right? You know, I, I was like, I saved all this extra money. I didn't think I could save. I cut things that I didn't think I could cut, like in... I got to a comfortable point and then I started reading like, you know, Benjamin Graham's like intelligent investor. And I learned yeah. how the market worked a little more deeply Yeah. Um, and then moved my money and was good. Then I have a second part of that plan mm-hmm. that goes into effect after my wife gets out of school. So that's set and ready. It's written down. Um, and it's, it's pieces are ready to move since, but I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to be done with that now. Now I'm kind of switching gears into, I got to pick the guitar up again. I played for 20 years and I barely play now, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty good at it. So I'm going to, I'm going to start playing the guitar and I'm going to start painting again too, or at least drawing again. Okay. I went to art school nice. and started doing all that stuff. So, um, but I want to, yeah, I want to like, I want to like sing fart joke songs and paint like crazy pictures, like on velvet, like, yeah. like I'm going to paint a velvet picture of myself and, <laughs> or no, I'm going to paint a velvet picture of you and your jujitsu gay and you're going to hang it up in your house in a golden frame. Like, that's what would be like, that would be cool. Wouldn't you like to see that? That'd be cool. Like this with your, you know, in your gay, like rah. there, there is one that I, I I kind of you you know those like AI arts kind of oh thing. yeah they're fun man yeah. and so by you know I I wouldn't say nickname but like one is Toro right mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. which means bull and another one is like monkey or anything like that but like um yeah like I I I saw one of like you know like a gorilla in a jujitsu and all this stuff and so like i, I want to do something on this wall i don't know but if you're gonna pay it for me <laughs> i don't know about the velvet velvet's <laughs> can, can, just can cool I, velvet can would... i <laughs> can i say no to that <laughs> do i have I mean, say in it? who doesn't want like a velvet painting me i don't want a velvet or velvet. like a jujitsu master like just hanging on your wall it's jujitsu Jew, sorry, jujitsu. Sorry, yes. I'm saying gin. <laughs> yes. You know why? Because I was just reading a book about the gin that lived in the desert and made miracles. Yeah, that's why. Jujitsu. Yeah. I still think you should. You know what? Velvet wallpaper. Velvet wallpaper. <laughs> and then we'll paint on the velvet wallpaper. No. I don't know anyone who has velvet wallpaper. That could be fancy with a black light. Bring it back to the nineties. <laughs> What was the name of the store where you could get cool band t-shirts and get a piercing at the same time in the mall? Way out. You remember Way Out? Did you have a Way Out near you? No. No? It was like you could get like your t-shirt airbrushed. You could get pierced. (laughs) And you could get like, you know, like albums. Like it was like a kind of a, an alternative store. I don't know. Maybe maybe they did. You're a little bit older. How, how old are you? And I'm 47. So 47. I like. So I you're you're, you're 11 like, years older than that. Shag, like you know, ball chain on the wallet. Like, I had that chain on my wallet. You did yes. have the chain. Okay. Yes, I did. Right. I did go through that phase. <laughs> That's just a helpful way to not lose your wallet. Skateboarding. Oh man, I used to skate. I used to get jacked up. I'm way too tall for skateboarding. <laughs> it just didn't work. I was too big for it, man. Yeah. I had many phases of, of, of high school, you know, and all that stuff. First, it was like skateboarder, and you know, like then it was like you know the baggy pants, then yeah. you know 
Nietzsche sweater, you know, like, uh, like, you know, like Barry rapper. So that's, I guess that's where, you know, we were talking about like music earlier when we were working out. I have an eclectic taste in music. I have, I love everything. Yeah, I used to say I love everything but country, but now I like country too. I was, I was you know, I was thinking, so I was listening to country. The other, my, my youngest daughter loves country music. Yeah. And I was like, how and where? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but she, she and, and most of it I never liked until she started showing me like Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan, yeah. T- Tyler uh, Shoulders is, makes really good music, man. Yeah. Yeah, I started listening to a lot of country probably in the last couple of years. Yeah. It has but, to be a certain, like, if they're talking about the 4th of July and a barbecue, they lost me. Cause no, I, you, I, you don't like the so really American kind of, like... America. Yeah. Like, yeah. You give, give, me, give me my lawnmower and my flag idea, right? Like, you know, and, that, <laughs> and I'm all in. You say it has to be like that, or it it, it, it they lost you. They lose like, me on it because it's just like watered down. Like there's so many country songs, like on the Fourth of July, you know, barbecue. Put a boot up in it, your exactly. Ass. <laughs> it, that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I enjoy that too. You know. Little West Virginia jazz, you know, jazz? jazz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, there's a great band. I think they're Swedish. They're called EST, mm-hmm. and it's really, really good. It's a lot of piano, and I enjoy piano jazz. There used, I used to go. Well, the first date I went on with my wife, we went to a jazz club nice. in Philly. Um, it was awesome. It was right. It was right on Logan Circle, right where the fountain is. Like right off there and uh man it was there it was real those musicians are just so good there was this 18 year old kid playing the drums and he had he had like three or four drums and two cymbals and i don't know man he he made it rain it sounded like there was a helicopter landing in there at one point like he was so fast and good like it's amazing what they can do with just a little bit of uh a little like a good one good instrument one um my son had a piano recital Mm-hmm. His piano teacher kind of hosted this thing with all his students, and it was like from little kids to you know like more advanced and more advanced. And as the night went on, it was like really advanced people. Mm-hmm. And there was two performances that were really good. One was this blind lady who was playing like Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that that was amazing. And another one was this kid playing the jazz, and just like oh, so good. That that was like killer. I I, I was impressed by that. So I was telling him, I was like, when are you gonna get? <laughs> yeah, you're playing all these classical stuff, which is beautiful, but at the same time, you know, like get my kid playing jazz. You know that that that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, jazz is really difficult to play. Um, yeah, it's as difficult as classical music to play, actually. Yeah, so, but but jazz. Jazz takes like classical kind of chord or melody progression and mm-hmm. like kind of flips it on its head and makes it very difficult to combine. But like the arrangements in jazz are the most difficult, usually in music, because you're usually playing something that as a musician, you don't feel like it will fit, but it does. And it's hard to get there some, like at that point. Jazz is like, jazz is always a gold standard. Learn how to play jazz. Yeah. That was always a gold standard for me. I just never like. I was just like, no, I'm going to Ozfest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing Crazy Train today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went through a phase of like classic rock and all that. I still listen to. I listen to everything. Like I said, depending on the day. My 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 YouTube mix. My my music mix mm-hmm. is crazy. It, like yesterday, um, Zach Bryan came on. Mm-hmm. Right after that, it was Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> then right after that was Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai. <laughs> then the Bee Gees. <laughs> then oh, then it was um, oh, Five Finger Death Punch, I think, or Five Finger Fist Punch, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, and then like some other. Uh, Oh, I, I, I have everything. <laughs> <laughs> Led Zeppelin, 
Bad Bunny, <laughs> Jelly Roll, Jelly Roll. Uh, Rolling Stones, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> Miley Cyrus. I don't well, know how that made it into there. the list. <laughs> oh, I know why. Um, so she has a song like Flowers. I don't know if you know that one. Like I can buy myself flowers, and, you know, and all that stuff, right? So and and there's a a guy who made um, a parody video off of that called uh, "I Can Buy Myself Tacos," <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't know I watched that with my kid, and so like I I you know played that I was like, and every time it plays, I I just make fun of it, and I say I can buy myself tacos, <laughs> but yeah, like there there's Luke Comb, of course, Ed Sheeran, Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones. Yeah, there's a lot in here. Zach Bryan, J. Cole, <laughs> Daft Punk. I like Daft Punk. Wu-Tang, All Dirty Bastard. Sublime. You ever heard Sublime? Yeah, man. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I grew up in this. That was summertime music for me. That's, that's what I yeah, grew up with. It's everything. <laughs> <laughs> I had I have my playlist. It's, just, it's super varied. And that's like... It's a detriment when you start playing an instrument like the guitar. Like when I go back, I real I really like playing the bass. It's one mm -hmm. of my favorite things to play. But um, the bass is a difficult instrument to to play because one thing when you practice it, if you want to turn it up a little bit, even a little bit, it shakes. It is disruptive to everyone in the house, no matter what, because it vibrates everything. Yeah, you know, but it's just funky and. I got pretty good at playing the bass, but I played started out playing the guitar. So I'm going to move back just the acoustic guitar. I'm going to set the world on fire with like a stacked harky amp, you know, that I'm never going to be able to turn up. I'm just going to restring my acoustic and be done. And just, I'm going to devote half of my lunchtime to it every day. Nice. That's what I think I'm going to do. 12 o'clock. I'm jamming. Yeah. This friend of ours, she said that her son wanted to play the drums or get a ferret. Or something like that. Like, <laughs> and so just choose one, mom, or something. It's like, it sounds like, you know, two things that you're going to lose no matter what. Right? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was like, what about an electric drum? You know, he can put on headphones yeah. and all you hear is like tap, 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 tap yeah. you know. But yeah, like, that's it. You know, and mm -hmm. she, she was like, oh, maybe, I don't know, you know. <laughs> you, 500 bucks. Yeah. You can get a really good set of electric drums yeah. and just have at it, man. Give him some yeah. headphones. Go nuts, man. Muppets. Wow. Just, just go crazy on it. The drums are just... the. They're so much fun to play. Great noisemaker, man. <laughs> I can keep a rhythm on drums. I, I never got into them, though. I never got into them. drums. The guitar, I played a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not good. Drums are just fun, man. I, I played through high school. And I had a teacher. And my mom... I remember, like, I, I wanted a guitar, and for my birthday or something, my mom got it for me, and I was super happy about it, and then she's like, all right, let's find you a teacher, and I was like, I'm gonna get lessons too? She's like, yeah, you're not just gonna get a guitar, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, you know, you gotta play something, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I was just thinking that I'm gonna learn on my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did for a while. I asked for one for Christmas. My dad got me an Alvarez, um, nice. made in Mexico City. He got a really good guitar for me, you know, to learn on. But that was only because he was like, "You're gonna play on my old guitar first. And my dad only ever noodled around. He never really got like real good. He could play like a little bit of the piano, a little bit of the guitar, a little bit of mm -hmm. the bass. Because my grandfather played in upright jazz bass uh, growing up. For like big band, like into like thirties, you know, like step of you know, like fun yeah. music. So my dad knew how to play little bits of everything. Um, but he got I played his guitar and it was awful. It was just old and the strings were like at least an inch or more off the frets. And I was like, Dad, I can't even make chords with this. Like this is so painful and my fingers were just raw. Yeah. And I would she would like if you can do like these these three chords and make them sound good, then I'll, you know, for Christmas, I'll get you a guitar. And I did that. By the time I got the good guitar, it was like buttery smooth. It was yeah. easy for me to play those three chords and getting over that, getting the calluses on my fingertips was like, that was a great lesson for me because I really wanted to play. And I learned on, so I made something 
a really bad instrument sounds somewhat good. So when I got the good instrument, I was like, I was like, oh my God, it sounds so great. Yeah. And then like my neighbor played guitar and he showed me how to take the three chords my dad had me learn and combine them to play Creedence Clearwater Revival, Fortunate Son. Mm-hmm. Then it was just like, it was off to the races. I was, nice. I was like, well, we're playing Ozzy now. Like we're, <laughs> we're the, then I got electric guitars and, you know, I just completely got lost in it and loved it. Yeah, we we tried to make a band in high school, of course, and that oh, didn't man. work out very well. We had a punk <laughs> the only rock one who band was actually was really good was the drummer. <laughs> the rest of us was sucked. <laughs> All we could play is like, what's that? Um, I can't even remember the name, but yeah, it, we we sucked. <laughs> I did two bands. I did. One, like, right out of high school with buddies, and all this was was an excuse on Sunday to go. Sunday morning, where his parents let us practice in his basement, which was a big basement. We'd go in there, we'd practice, and we would learn, like, Rage Against the Machine, any song we wanted to learn, and then we would have parties and play at the parties. We never, yeah. ever played out, but we, we got pretty good at playing covers. But that was really just an excuse to go eat wings and drink on Sunday afternoon. Um, then later on I got offered to play, I was just learning to play bass. I stopped playing guitar, I was playing bass practicing and I got offered to play bass in this other shitty pop punk band, but they actually played out all the time. Yeah. So I got to play a lot of gigs. Like it was my first experience playing gigs. Um, it was pretty fun. I, I learned that, um, you know, soundboard folks aren't all created equally and most of them are almost deaf. So they turn everything up way, way too loud uh, and you can't even hear yourself play. Yeah. And sometimes you said like the audience, I'm like, how are you guys hearing any of this? Like, turn it down. Like, it doesn't have to be loud. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're done. I'm going, I'm going to the music store after this. <laughs> I I'm in, I, I'm so my Alvarez, right? My, my father bought that for me when I was 15, 16 years old. I love that guitar. I, I will never give, I've bought and sold many other guitars. I will never give up my first guitar. The bridge on it broke and the wood bowed. Hmm. My uncle, who, who left me the home that I live in now, he was a, a part-time luthier. He was also an, a, a network engineer, but he mm-hmm. liked fix, you know, he liked use, his hobby was wood, so he learned how to build guitars. So he would, like, use the heat lamp and got a bridge support and, like, held it together and, like, put it all back together for me so it's playable. You mm-hmm. know? But I'm afraid the more I play it, the more I keep the tension on the strings, that it's eventually just going to break for real. Yeah. And so I want to just keep it in a case and keep it forever and just cause my dad bought it. Nice. The first one. So I got to go buy a new guitar is what I'm saying. I just made an excuse to go get a new guitar. <laughs> guess we're not in the season of no anymore. <laughs> I have, I have, do have a Les Paul electric guitar I can play. Maybe I'll just restring that one and play it. My uncle yeah. also made that one too. I don't know, man. When I see you on video at your house, there's, there's a lot of guitars behind you. <laughs> I don't think a, you need another guitar. I want to hang them on. The, so this is what I want on that wall behind me. Guitar, lightsaber, guitar, lightsaber, guitar, lightsaber, <laughs> guitar, lightsaber. And, and I want to randomly pick up one. Me telling you that you don't need another guitar while I'm telling you I need a bigger save so I can buy more guns. We, that <laughs> we, too, we, 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 just, we need to like check each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, because before we even worked out, we were building a six garage. <laughs> I was like, we skipped one, didn't we? we oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so so the way my driveway is, it, it ends in a detached garage, and there's three attached garage. And so for Roger to pull in, you know, my wife cannot pull out of the 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 main garage. And so I I usually take the car out for her. So it, when she needs to leave, mm-hmm. she can just leave and not hit Roger's car. So we're just talking when he came in, like, oh, like, you know, you, you need, like, another, we need more space here so people can park and everything like that. And, and then we're talking about, yeah, we can build another garage and this and that and all that stuff. It's like, because all the garages are, are occupied. And then there's on top of that, another car that I'm selling that's outside of the detached garage. So there's like all these cars in my house and I see space behind your pool. We could use, <laughs> Yeah, no. we could move the one. I just want next to the garage, like basically all graveled out. 
so I don't have to, one, cut the grass there, two, I can pull in a trailer for a race car in the future. Race car, yeah. First world problems we have. It is a first world problem. Every time I say I cringe a little bit, but, you know. So it could be life. But you know what? We worked hard to get here, so we're allowed to have the first world problem. But um, I remember, like, if if we still lived in Philly, like, if we were, like, I was coming over to visit, or you're coming over to visit me, like, you will probably have to park a block or two away. Oh, yeah. Walk to my house because there's no spots. There's no. no. There's no pulling. There's no, no driveway. And pull the into. only time you get spot in front of your house is when it snows and you can put the chair. And if you save move your someone's spot. chair, fight them for the chair. Oh, God, and then yeah. <laughs> that's Philly for you. So many fights. The worst is when like some people, some some people will put like a heavy chair out there, which really turned into a WWF like weapon, like the foldable chair. And let me tell you, in a WWF, when you see a person hit another person with a foldable chair. It, in fact, does hurt, right? It's just not detrimental, right? They yeah. do know a way to hit each other with the chairs. I found that out because when, when I was younger with my friends, I was like, yo, fold that chair up and smack me over the back with it. <laughs> and it hurt really bad. Knocked me down. I got hurt. Like, I was like, whoa. How do they do it? <laughs> They're like, they must We're have a fake coordinated. chair. I was like, I don't, I was like, I'm not sure, but that hurt really bad. Don't hit me with the chair anymore. Which yeah. we hit each other with the chairs a no, whole bunch more times. Going back to the... The snow and the ground. And <laughs> like there there was a time period basically if you just cleared your, your spot, you can put a cone or you can put a chair and and that's your spot. It's an mm-hmm. unwritten rule. It's not legal yes. or anything. It's just kinda like neighborhood you know Don't be a dick and park Don't be a dick and spot. park in somebody's spot when they mm-hmm. put it when they when they cleaned it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, but then people take it to the limit because it, then it's like no more snow, like or or everything's clear now, and people still putting out the chairs, trying to hold that spot forever, mm-hmm. and the cops will come around and pick up cones and people's chairs, <laughs> and just be like, no, you can't do this anymore. Like now it's just street parking. Like you, you know, your your time for, you know, th- this this parking has expired. <laughs> You can't save it for yourself anymore. <laughs> we used to have that on the on the other side of the street. There was a, a small stretch where the houses that were on the other street, right beside mine, yeah. had very long yards. So they didn't have like there was it was just a long yard and there was sidewalk and yeah. So everyone when the street would get full, people would just park on the sidewalk and grass there, and. The cops would like every once in a while. A cop would show up to like ticket everyone's car, and the neighbors would come out. And they're like, "Who called the cops? Like, who? You never call the cops. If you need me to move my car, it was always a big deal. I'd be yeah. cursing at the cop. Like, cops are like, all right, all right. They're like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, did not take it easy and on anyone up in Philly. No, no one got it. No one got a pass, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Growing up in Philly's interesting, man. This made me the person I am today, for better or worse. Better or worse, Take probably worse. Yeah, <laughs> probably the worst part is that's from yeah. Philly. The good part. It's <laughs> There's a certain level of resilience that 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 you get growing up in Philly. There, you can't be different. I I don't know. Maybe maybe that was my experience. Mm-hmm. One coming from a different country, didn't speak the language. You know, somebody coming up to me my first week and just be like, "What's up?" <laughs> and I and I just didn't have words for him. And then he's like, "You disrespecting me? Like, you know, you're not talking back to me." I was like, "Hi," you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know what to say. Anything, like, dude. It was just different. So much different. So different. It's yeah. Then then I I watch hockey and and. In, on tv and mm-hmm. i was like i want to play hockey and so there was a place that would do rollerblade mm-hmm. hockey and i would play down the street then going back home you know at night after practice or after a game i got jumped for being different what mm-hmm. do you mean hockey who plays hockey <laughs> so yeah i played ice hockey for 16 or 17 years okay um and it, maybe it was because I was tall, but like 
like we fought actively playing ice hockey. Like that was a thing. Like hockey was different, and and I knew no one played ice hockey in Philadelphia. I only knew a few no. people. One other person on my street actually played ice hockey. Um, but what like I think what everyone understood, at least in my immediate neighborhood, was that the only thing they saw hockey players do at games was pull each other's jersey over their face and yeah. beat their face until you fell down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was expe- it was a kind of an expectation that you kind of knew how to fight, but you didn't. It's really it's who can be punched in the face the most without falling down. Yeah, that's what a hockey fight is. Yeah, um, but that was like a thing. Like it was ready to go. Like if you want to, like whoever's m- is more stable on their skates wins. Usually. Yeah. And I was a really strong skater, so if I got your jersey, it was over. Like I, I would, I would, because I could take, I could take a lot of punishment, like even from bigger guys. <laughs> I would just keep going, and we'd be a thing. And yeah, but ice hockey was that was a a great. I I loved. I'm glad my dad took me in. I played. I played all the time, like roller hockey. Um, I got pretty good at it, so it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, we should just, play hockey in a men's league. No. Yes. We're doing it. My my friend does that. I have a friend. Roller hockey. No. We have to play ice hockey. No. Why? I'm not Put doing the pads it. on you. You'll be fine. No, I'm not we'll, doing we'll it. We'll be we exercise now. We'll be totally no. fine. Trust me, different muscles. No, I'll be good. <laughs> I was skating the other day with my dogs. I roller sk- with the dogs. Rollerblading. Yeah, with the dogs. It's very dangerous because they're faster than I am, even on skates. So when they pull me, right? Because I have the big. I have the husky and a golden retriever i would love to see a video of you rollerblading sure, man there's no way to stop like, it's really hard to stop with them because they want to keep going i'll take a video next time you can see them pulling me down the street i don't think i have i, I haven't seen somebody rollerblading in years so i used to long i just stopped like on the street my, on my longboard like my skateboard yeah. I used to let no the that's cool i used to let the, do- the rollerblading is not cool, cool. no why? no why? it's not Roll, um the longboard's like a ton of fun but again very very hard to stop when the dogs are pulling you like you're not at the beach you're not you know like i don't know just it's a great exercise man nah. push side to side like nah. you're in a seat for an hour and you're your legs it's a leg day right there no yeah we're rollerblading no you used to play hockey we're rollerblading no i'm buying your rollerblades i'm gonna bring you're them buying over. rollerblades we're gonna have a one-on-one outside i'm gonna bring a hockey net over <laughs> we're gonna put a goalie in there no yep nope i think it will happen and i think i think we can make this work you pick a sport i'll come to it and i'll pick a sport and you come to it we could do that all right so we're gonna play hockey and you're doing jujitsu? Sure. I you, you can embarrass the big guy all you want. It's not about embarrassing it. You're gonna get hooked. It, it's about throwing me across the No, it, I swear <laughs> to God, it's not about that. It it really is an intellect's sport. Like I you, believe it from what I've what I've seen. Yeah, no, it really is. You're gonna get hooked. Come on. You do first. You gotta come. To a free class. First. All right. And then I can put you in that as a goalie and take shots on you. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I'll play goalie. Play goalie? Yeah. I hate playing goalie. It's endless punishment. Everybody wants to shoot something at the goalie and hit them. I always like center. Yeah. Please center. You got the paddings, right? <laughs> we'll have to get some for you, but we'll, we'll, it'll, be, it'll be good. It's your feet you have to worry about. <laughs> that's, that's the part that's the hardest thing to protect on a goalie. Yeah. Everything else you... Yeah, no, I, I I played goalie before. I'm good. I played it in ice hockey. It was that eight ounce frozen rubber puck hurts when <laughs> you get hit with it, man. Yeah, that's why hockey goalies are like some of them are so they're just the worst videos are the ones where they're old before they wear face masks and you just see that they have like a still image of the puck coming right for his teeth. Like, oh, dude, you get hit in the face with that. <laughs> Yeah, my my buddy plays in a men's league, ice hockey near here, and I mean we're professionals, kind of like going. I used to work at a law firm, mm-hmm. and he he came in one day without teeth. I, maybe I told you the story <laughs> before, but yeah, he came in without like his front teeth one time, and he's like, well, you know, he's the manager's like, what the hell happened? He's like, when you he's talk. like, yeah, he's <laughs> like. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, I, I thought it was hockey. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, hockey. Yeah, no, no, Russian guy. So he's like, you know, tough as shit. Right? Best hockey players in the world. And so, actually, Ukrainian guy should make a difference. Back then, you, everybody is just Russian. Now, 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 there's a big difference. You got to differentiate. <laughs> but anyway, the point being that he's just like Slavic, kind of like mm-hmm. tough guy, you know, mm-hmm. and nicest guy in the world, but just you know tough and so he's like yeah so i lost a tooth so what (laughs) (laughs) he's like do you want to go to the dentist like get that looked at (laughs) and then he's like no i'll do it another time i'll do it this weekend (laughs) yeah yeah no 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 rush (laughs) just lost a tooth (laughs) i used to i was playing in like more hockey leagues here and there and I was I was usually like get asked to play on teams because like I got pretty good at one point. And yeah. Like hell, oh, come play for us. Like and you know win some games. And I was like, all right, I'll come play for the season. And sometimes when you come into a new league, the people that have been playing in it for a while get mad mm-hmm. when someone go, comes into the league and you're scoring like lots of goals. And but this, I was killing time at the back of the net because we were up by like one goal. And I'm really good. Like if you. There's play behind the net. Like Wayne Gretzky was so good because he had he understood what being behind the net meant. Mm-hmm. It meant that when someone came to get you, it created an imbalance in front of the net. Someone would be open, right? So I was holding the puck back there, just waiting for someone to come for me. And this guy came and he jumped over the net. Literally, he was so mad at me because I, I scored a couple goals that game. He was so pissed. He jumped over the net, and he swung his stick, and it hit me above the eye and, and cut me really bad. Yeah. I was bleeding everywhere. They stopped the game, called the game off. I bled all over the floor. I definitely needed stitches. I went, because <laughs> this was the men's, we went to the bar afterwards first, <laughs> drank a whole bunch, then went to the hospital and got stitches. I had, like, seven stitches in my eye. Yeah. In my eyelid. It was, like... I asked my neighbor to take him out. I was like, take my stitches out for me. I don't feel like going back to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I took my stitches out when I got cut in my hand. My wife's like, shouldn't the doctor do that? I'm like, they're going to do the same thing and charge me. YouTube video. <laughs> no, like, like, it's like I sterilized this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like fine. cutting a thread off your sweater. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Feels <good>. weird. <laughs> yeah, fine. But yeah, the, the, that guy, my friend, he... He'd asked me one time, do you smoke? I was like, no, I don't smoke. Yeah, And he's like, yes, I, I quit when I was in fifth grade because I started playing sports. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most <laughs> coldest thing somebody has ever said to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I stopped smoking as a child. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> when I got to the fifth grade. And every time I bring this up, every time I bring this up, he, he's like, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. Like some of the stories that I get, because having a wife that's from that particular area, you get mm. a lot of characters. You know, <laughs> one one guy, just big bad guy. He <laughs> just tell me he's like, my dad wanted to go and I didn't want him to go, so I pick up back of car so the wheels won't touch the car. <laughs> and he's huge. He, I was like, I believe you. <laughs> 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 oh my god the first time like that we met we were drinking and he it, it was his wife's birthday or something like that and so he got vodka out of course and we were just drinking shot after shot mm. and then he said to me like he's pouring the last part of the vodka on my glass and he says in my country person who receives the last shot has to go out and get more vodka and i said i can't man i'm i'm done i'm i I can't move i can't do anything you know i'm not gonna go drive to liquor store and, and get vodka now He's like, don't worry, I got you covered. And he pulls out another handle of vodka <laughs> from, from behind the seat. <laughs> I was like, oh, my You're God, gonna I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then 
he didn't speak in, in like much English, and I didn't speak any Russian back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're outside while he's smoking and and trying to tell jokes to each other, and it's hilarious because it's like one joke will take an hour. It it would be to like explain it. Yeah. It, it would be like, there was a sabaka. Lena, как сказал sabaka? It's like, dog, there is a dog. That's funny. Yeah, so, so it's just hilarious. And then at the end, it was like, Wah! you know, just you really like, worked for the yeah, joke. Yeah, you really worked. It, it was like, it, it was hilarious. Yeah, there's so many stories, man. Like my, my neighbor, I probably told you this one. But my na- my neighbor would come across the hall. I lived in the condo at a kid's birthday party. My kid is turning four years old. Mm-hmm. Would come in first thing he says, "Do you have vodka?" I was like, "No, it's a kid's birthday party." He's like, "I'll be right back." <laughs> he go next door and bring vodka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's their you know thing you there's know there's always uh, always it's always there yeah. it's a kid's birthday party vodka wife birthday party vodka yeah. saturday afternoon yeah vodka yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. new year's like we got pff, freaking wasted i would crawl back to my apartment <laughs> and and then the next morning 7 a.m he's like knocking on the door i was like, hey. I was like <laughs> open the door like all like like dead and he's like Come on, let's finish what we started yesterday. <laughs> and, and I'm like, dude, I'm dead. It's Sunday. Like, I got work on Monday. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> He's like, come on, come on. I still have lamb. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. We'll start with the lamb. And then we just start drinking again in the morning. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm turning wow. into an alcoholic with these people. <laughs> but yeah. There's a lot of stories with them, man. <laughs> oh, never ending. In, in, yeah. When I in Philly, like that was like, like we had coolers, just always coolers with ice. Yeah. But all weekend long, you know, third. Let's go get a thirty pack of like Milwaukee's best. We're going to drink drink natty ice. Eight dollars. Eight dollars for beer for for beer. Like, a case of water costs more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember in college we had a party and um we we got a keg of natty ice and it was like I don't know, forty bucks, fifty bucks <laughs> <laughs> for the for the keg. <laughs> and and it's like, yeah, next day you know, like you go freaking try to throw everything down the bathtub because nobody drank everything. And, you know, return the keg. And one year, we splurged 90 bucks for a Hanukkah keg. And <laughs> that thing was floating in the water oh, yeah. the next yeah. day because people are drinking. And, and give, I mean, Hanukkah is like no good beer, but compared to Natty Ice, I mean, uh, that, that was gold. Gold standard. You know, beers, that was right? like, oh, my God, for a college student to get Hanukkah, it's like, oh, my God. God. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, like when you when you first like when you first start work and you have to like flex like when you go to the bar and they're like, "Oh, take a Milwaukee's best." They're like, "What?" They're like, you know, my friends that tell me like, "Can you actually have to see the drafts up there? Like, you have real beer." <laughs> it was a yeah. little real beer. Yeah. No, that, that was the same party that my wife was telling the guy like she needs vodka while she's pregnant. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> Which, for the record, she doesn't. She she didn't drink it. It was just a joke. It's funny. That's a funny joke, and you can only pull those jokes for nine months out. Oh. Uh, you know, well, a couple months, couple when, months when you're showing, right? Right, but they're they're the that's you when you're show, right? They're yeah. the, that's like so like you're like, hey, does he want to have a drink? I just really need a yeah. drink. Like, I can deal with one. It's fine. Yeah. Kid will be fine. <laughs> well, a little drink's not going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> That's cigarette. I did see a lady I had a party one time who was pregnant. She was drinking and smoking. Hell, and she was pregnant. My girl, I like, feel like you never saw someone drink and smoke that was pregnant. Yeah. I have for sure, one hundred percent. I have. Oh God, that, that's a weird. Because you're like, oh, you know, that that person knows is not good for the kid. Yeah, yeah, but it's common. Not, I mean. 
it's common knowledge, I think. Maybe people what think you, it's as like you, bad as it is. I can't. I'm not going to get in the middle and say anything, but at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, man. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but, yeah, it is what it is, man. Let's wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up, man. Another good episode. Another good Thanks episode, for having man. Me, brother. Yep. Take care.